All right, we have Bad Filmcast West Coast Edition with no Terrence and no Matt. Um, I'm out here in L.A. because uh, now I've come out to L.A. every January. This is the second year in a row. So I have my friends Eric Lee and Tyler Buck here today. Hello, hello. You nearly called me Eric Lee. You better watch yeah. out. People are going to think I'm Asian. <laughs> well, I have like a fourth Japanese, but uh, so technically uh, I can't uh, be I'm, a weeaboo. I'm, uh, I'm actually fourth Japanese. Um, yeah, I, that's why I, I have... I, I have two katanas. I'm so. Elizabeth Warren here. Uh, <laughs> I went to ALA the other day. Uh, yeah, that's what I went to ALA, yeah. What's ALA? The convention, anime convention. Oh, I actually yeah. had a show there. Look, you can be Japanese and still be a weeb. No, that's called otaku, though. No, yeah, it's called a weeb. So, same shit. So, Eric here has been standing for Cat in the Hat for quite a long time now. Probably since, like, it came out. Yeah, 2003. Um, and... Before I even knew Eric, he was kind of infamous on Letterboxd for his love of Cat in the Hat. Oh, God. The review. And yeah. uh, this review has like 780, 790 It's almost at likes. 800. Let's yeah. pump it up. Pump it up to 800. Um, and I remember saying that. I'm like, this is a fucking shit post. And he's just been shilling this goddamn film for years. And uh, considering I'm out in L.A. having him on the podcast, you know, I have to do Cat in the Hat with him. Um and I begged you to, that's why. I mean, I was going to do it regardless <laughs> with you. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Cat in the Hat. I mean, I wrote that review in 2015, meant every word of it. Um, I never expected it to blow up that much. And it's we interesting because, like, it recently kind of reached meme status. I want to say, like, two years ago. It was, like, one or two years ago yeah. with the Cat in the Hat, the baseball bat. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. means just Photoshop him yeah. or anything. Yeah, and, and like, I, I have mixed feelings about that because I've loved Cat in the Hat for so long. And, like, I kind of wish... When things become a meme, it's like, yeah, it gets exposed, but then it's also, like... Gatekeeping is a good thing. Yeah, it is. You know, I think we should gatekeep everything that I like, um, you know. Yeah. It's for the best. Yeah, I mean... When pe people have, like, messaged me and, like, hey, I watched Cat in the Hat, like, thank you. And, like, that means a lot to me. But when I just see people just, like, posting cat memes, like, over and yeah. over, I'm like, do they actually like this movie the way I do? Because, like, I don't people, think so. Yeah, because people, like, I feel like like it ironically. I think it, it's a legit good fucking movie. Oh, yeah. And so if you read, if you go on Letterboxd, you'll see, obviously, the most popular Cat in the Hat review is Eric's review. Um, and Actually, it was fucking no, long. No, no, it was it, it got no, removed. No, no, it's Katie's, wasn't it? No, it was for a little bit, and then okay. like I literally shilled. I was like, guys, please, we need to make this one go on top. And then yeah, it did. Fuck Katie. Because likes are important. Letterbox popularity is important. Uh, fuck girls. Dudes rock. Twenty twenty. Dudes rock. Well, it's also like it's one of those shitty like one sentence reviews. Oh yeah, too. she's yeah. like, um, I started crying, and then I see Emmanuel Lubezki's name on screen. I cry even harder, and my yeah. mom walks at some. Shit. I, I, I wrote this really earnest, like really yeah. long ass. Yeah. I was on a date with a girl, and like her parents were there at this bar, and um, coincidentally, it was their anniversary. And then I did. Um, the Wait, new... how did you guys end up at the same bar as her parents? Because I was visiting her, and her parents were. I know, but, like, did you know that you were going to go on a date and her parents were going to be there? We didn't know that bar. Yeah, it was weird. But um, I did the new workout plan by Kanye. Uh -huh. And that, that was fun because it was, like, it was like, um, like around San Diego. And um, it was just, like, I was the only, like, kind of, like, quote-unquote person of color there. <laughs> just, like, doing the one Kanye song that they had for karaoke. It was, it was great. I remember I was doing karaoke once, and uh, it was a Kanye song, of course, and 
<laughs> I was like singing, you know, all the lyrics, and then like people were like getting upset with me that I was like saying the n word and shit. It's like it's karaoke, you fucking retard. Of course I'm yeah. gonna say it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I did like half of Eight O Eights at an anime karaoke thing once. That was fun. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Doesn't curse once in Eight O Eights. Very safe. Very safe. Yeah. Oh, and at the bar, I was. I didn't know that like meeting Ron Jeremy is like a rite of passage in L.A. Mm. That apparently like everyone. That's news to me. Okay, because I. Was talking with my friend about this yesterday or this morning rather and uh yeah apparently like running into ron jeremy is like a popular is like a thing that happens in la hmm. a lot um and so um his roommate was making out with a girl last night and then kissed ron jeremy at the bar oh and then went back to making out with him <laughs> so did you run into him as well no i didn't even know this happened until after i fucking left oh shame so. shame that's so I, I've not um, done the Ron Jeremy right of passage. Imagine yet. Ron Jeremy as the cat in this movie. I don't want to. <laughs> Actually, does Ron Jeremy have a nice dick? Ron Jeremy's known for having like the biggest dick ever, right? Is he? I don't know. I, I mean, mean I, I wouldn't know, but... No, would, would you? Would you? <laughs> I don't I know anything about Ron Jeremy other than he's a famous porn star, and uh, he was actually a consultant on Boogie Nights. Was he? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 I, so. I'd imagine it was like the Dirk Diggler's dick was probably based on his or something. No. He's yeah. also in a lot, a lot of trauma movies. movies. A lot of trauma? Yeah. He's like a good friend with Lloyd Kaufman. I've never seen any trauma movies, so. They're all, all of them are rotten. Oh, you don't fucking say. Not surprised there in the least bit. <laughs> we have like 17 movies that we can do now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about Cat in the Hat, Eric. Yeah. Oh my god, where do we begin? Uh, first of all, I think the thing that like has recently come to attention a lot of people is like, for years, this movie was just trashed on. Like, who made this movie? The people that made this are idiots. But, like, you look in the credits, and then, you know, director of photography, Emmanuel Lubezki. Like, wow. Yeah. That, that is just, like, insane. I mean, it's not uncommon for um, cinematographer, great cinematographers to work on shitty films. This well, obviously not this a shitty, shitty film, yeah. but you know, for other people that would say that this is shitty, um, you know, if yeah. you, I, I know Lubetsky has worked on tons of well, it's also films that, like well, that's true, but I think like legitimately, I think this is one of his best works. I think it's such a like cool, like unique looking film, and like well, he I mean, you have eased... all the the art direction to thank for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I think it goes hand in hand yeah. with that for sure. Yeah, like... I mean, I, I do want to talk about Bo Welch because not a lot of people know about Bo Welch. He's actually like my favorite production designer uh, in American cinema. Who's the director of this film? Yeah, the director of this. It's the only film that he's ever directed. He did go on to do uh, the series Unfortunate Events show, which I like a lot. Also, it has that same kind of vibe. But like, but just, this was I'm, his only movie he directed. Yes, yeah, right? the only movie he directed. It's such a shame because it was such a huge failure. No one wanted to give him anything. Um, but was like, this a, a commercial failure too? Yes. Okay. He he did production work for um, Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters, Edward Scissorhands. I think one of the most underrated movies ever: Joe versus the Volcano, Batman Returns, Men in Black, Wild Wild West. Like this dude. This dude's great, and he has this like strange. It's like almost like German expressionist, but with all these like, kaleidoscopic colors. It's such a great like contrast, and like no one's really done anything like him in American cinema. I think. So was did he do production design on this too? Like, is he credited as one? I don't know if he is. I know there's like le- like union bullshit that probably prevented that from happening because I know yeah. like like certain people in Hollywood can't have like multiple jobs. Yeah. Um. 
No, I don't think it is, but it's obviously he had an input in it. So yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, there are very few films that have so this much effort into um, such a colorful production design. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can really see how much care is put into, um, you know, what any what a normal person would think is just your average shitty children's film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was something I noticed last night when we were rewatching it. Like, even the splatters on the wall when they get paint, paint everywhere, like... It, ha- it has a, this weird Susian design to it. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like that and even a Conrad shirt it has like this really cool Lorax. Yeah, looking. everything on it. It's, oh, that fucking yeah. shirt rules. I was yeah, fucking, right? I no, you said you didn't like no, it. No, Hugo said oh, Hugo. I would fucking okay. rock that shit. I, like one of the first things I thought of like, wow, that Lorax shirt looks fucking dope. And yeah. I would, I would yeah. wear that. It looks like fucking like hypey shit. Like, it does. It does. I would, honestly, there's gotta be somewhere you can get that fucking shirt. There should be. You know, actually I almost bought, there was a website for like buying uh, film props and one of the ones was you could buy the hand sanitizer that Humber Flube has attached oh to his waist. I should have done it. It was only like 120. Only 120. Only 120 for the, this fucking d- dumb prop from Cat in the Hat hey, 2003. The, that opening scene though, with, you're fired. It's just duh. like, duh. yeah, I yeah, forgot I guess about the that. Duh at the end. Yeah, dude, like, like fucking like. Such a strange film. I-, I wanted to actually talk about the colors a little bit also. Something that I noticed personally is like the film tries its best to not use red, white, or black in anything that's not related to the cats. It's like everything's okay. this weird like green and like purple. Yeah, which I didn't notice that until um, you brought it up in your review and I, mm-hmm. I read it afterwards. And I'm like, huh, I actually, there was no really red, white, and black yeah. elsewhere. I mean, thing one and thing two. Well, I mean, anything that's related to oh, the yeah, cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's just, like, really does a good job selling, like, this cat is just, like, this fucking, like, eldritch abomination that just, like, doesn't quite fit into this world. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into the eldritch theory later. Eldritch theory for this? Eric? Not really a theory, but just, like, <laughs> just, like, things about the cat that just, like, okay, so I saw a, I've seen, like, every behind-the-scenes thing for this film. Of course you have. There's not much of it, unfortunately, because everyone thought it was trash, and yeah. they got rid of it, but... This one quote from Bo Welch that I clinged onto and I use it a lot in my defenses. I even there's a video where I go against Rotten Tomatoes critics, um, attacking them for a cat and hat, uh, them saying it's bad. And one thing I bring up is how Bo Welch himself said, "quote I want this film to be an elementary school lesson in chaos theory." <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible quote. Yeah, and it, it describes the film so well. And a lot of that, I think, is also owed to the writing, which this was written by Alec Berg, who's yeah, actually... Yeah, who did Barry. I, I, fucking, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's the co-creator of Barry with yeah. Bill Hader. And I saw that... I was looking at the writing credits last night, because, um, I mean, of course, it reminds me a lot of Wayne's World because of, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mike Myers. But even, like, just writing-wise uh, reminded me of it. So I looked it up, and fucking Alec Berg who uh, co-created Barry, which is one of the best shows on television right now. He also uh, was the co-creator for Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, so he was a creator on them? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that, because I know he did writing on them and yeah, directing. Yeah, that, that as well. But, uh, I believe he's credited as co-creator, at least yeah. for one of those. And then they did a bunch of shitty films with Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Dictator, Bruno, I think there might have been one more. Um, bro- don't say Brothers Grimm because oh, no, Grimsby, I don't think I don't, that one. That one's, I, one I haven't seen that too. I don't think that was on that, the list. That one's probably uh, he did. They did Euro Trip. These writers. Oh yeah, yeah, Euro Trip. Was that the one with uh, Tom Green? Maybe I don't I know. So, I've, yeah. I haven't seen Euro Trip. It, yeah. So it was like years ago. It was like Comedy Central core. Yeah. Like, so it like it makes sense that this movie's really funny. 
Yeah, it's it's so fucking funny. Like there was one of my friends was actually an extra in this film. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it's because it, it was filmed in I believe Pomona. Where the fuck is that? It's it's by where I live. But point okay. is, all the exterior like town shots are in Pomona. And actually, if you go there, some of those buildings are still up. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's so like well designed. And so, um, so he's literally a part of this film. And he was noticing stuff. He was there with us yesterday, rewatching it. That like he didn't even realize like jokes that he didn't pick up until he was an adult. Like one of them that I love is when, um, blinking on his name, Alec Baldwin's character is like coercing Joan into trying to give Conrad to go to the police academy. As he's doing this, she's like polishing the wood on the table. Yeah. And like she leans into it more and more and kind of gets like faster and faster. This is gratuitous, by the way. Yeah, like, it goes on for so yeah. long. And he, they're talking about how yeah. hard it is to make the decision. And yeah. she's just like, it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like adult humor in this. I, there's a, I would say objectively more adult humor in this mm-hmm. than like actual uh, yeah. like kids jokes. For sure. I don't, I don't want to call this a kids film. I mean, yeah, it's it's really more of an adult film disguised as a kid's film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, it's an a it's a film about children for adults. Yeah, Cat in the Hat, the book, obviously has like this, you know, people read it when they're really young, and so I think like when you make a film adaptation, you're obviously kids are gonna watch it, but also these parents have also grown up with it, so it makes sense to me to have a little bit of everything for everyone you know yeah and i mean granted i haven't read a dr seuss book since i was a fucking kid well well, yeah um but i mean i feel like the best way to describe this almost is um like a live action meta looney tunes film on acid yeah i mean the cat has that kind of like bugs bunny yeah fourth wall breaking i think one of the best fourth wall breaks ever is when conrad is like this is like a ride and then he's like you mean like a universal Universal Studios?" studios which is Per, that's like prime fucking Wayne's World humor right yeah, there, which absolutely. I love. Mm-hmm. And um, I did want to mention Universal Studios. So me not really uh, remembering anything about this film at all prior to uh, you know watching it yesterday. Um, I have so as I've talked about in the Jurassic Park episode, I have so many great memories of Universal and Islands of Adventure. Um, going to Florida as a kid, and I have a lot of nostalgia for Jurassic Park because of. Um, you know the uh, you know the the park there and, and the music blasting as soon as you enter like the Jurassic World there. But there's also the uh, there's a Cat in the Hat world there. Oh really? Um, and it looks fucking awesome. I don't know if it's still a part of it or if they changed it at all. I haven't been there in like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, this I, was Florida or yeah yeah LA? Florida okay, okay. yeah. Never um, I've never been to the L.A. Universal. Okay, I heard they definitely so. don't have one in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was. It, you know, it looked just like the movie as far as like the colors and everything like that. And I would say probably all my knowledge of the cat in the hat book is from the cat in the hat ride there. Cause it pretty much tells the book Mm -hmm. while you're going through it. So, but uh, it's a pretty simple story. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, there's not much that you can really pull from the book. um, Other than like, you know, some of the charm and the colors and, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the look of it. Um, and so, yeah, everything else just feels like it's live action meta Looney Tunes on fucking acid. <laughs> yeah, actually, I want to bring up because it's hard to talk about this film without bringing up the Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. They were made around the same time. They have kind yeah. of a similar aesthetic. I think the Grinch is actually a much worse film, uh, personally. And that's oh, I mean, no surprise there, Ron considering Howard. you think this is one of the biggest masterpieces of all oh, time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing yeah. compares is to this. W- how high up on your like top favorites list is Cat in the Hat? I'd say, say this is like top 20. Yeah, like, easily. But uh, personally, so like 
I heard that a lot of the jokes in this film were actually like cut out from the Grinch because they were afraid of making that like too adult oriented, uh-huh. which is interesting. And I think the cat is actually a lot better of a character to have that kind of humor, especially Mike Myers as well, as opposed to Jim Carrey. Because Jim Carrey is a very like physical yeah. slapstick driven guy. Mike Myers obviously is makes stuff based on bits. Yeah, I think uh, Mike Myers is a way better actor. Uh, comedic actor than Jim Carrey mm-hmm. for sure not mm-hmm. as an insult to Jim Carrey because I mean Eternal Sunshine he gives a phenomenal yeah, performance sure. in that but if we're talking just comedic I think um, hands down um, Jim uh, that Mike Myers is better well Myers is so easily able to like blend into his characters while Jim Carrey just kind of like puts himself in them you know yeah, he yeah. makes more funny faces rather than Myers yeah. like drier delivery yeah, yeah. You, and even in this uh, cat suit which is made of human hair yes it is it's made uh, of yeah. human yeah, hair yeah it's made of human hair this. this cat suit is made of human hair I just learned that today yep um, <laughs> you can still see how expressive Mike Myers' face mm-hmm. is and I think um, I think Mike Myers would have killed it in the silent era Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For yeah. sure! Yeah, because he's, he's yeah his his face just brings so much to everything. You know, especially in like Austin Powers and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, it's it's just such a shame that like he hasn't done anything great since this. Really, I, I mean, you had Shrek too, but I mean that's not live action. Yeah. If you're not live action, Mike Myers, you're you know you're losing part of the charm right there, yeah. like a big you know part his, of it. So. His weird cameo in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, also. yeah, and you know that doesn't even count really. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a cameo. He yeah. he is. He has a new gig. He's the host for the Gong Show. And he does the fuck have is the Gong Show. It's like this like gimmick, uh, sport not sports, um, show a game show where it's yeah. like people just do like a weird talent uh-huh. and then they're like graded and they like hit a gong or whatever. It was an old show. They brought it back. And Mike Myers has this weird persona. He's in this kind of like fat suit. Uh, he's like this weird like British bloke. So he's he's doing that stuff again. But it's just a shame that has to be on like this cheap like television thing, you know? Yeah, and I've seen clips of him come back as Doctor Evil. Oh on God, no! Fucking talk I was shows. afraid we'd bring that up. And yes. that is awful. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's not him writing this shit. And no, it's, and it's you know it's the, like Saturday Night Live yeah. shit. And this is the talk shows doing it. But God, they really just ruined Doctor Evil. And even like his performance of Doctor Evil. Mm. Um, has kind of gone down. Oh, too. absolutely. I mean, again, the material's not helping, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like I've always really wanted them to bring back Austin Powers um, and do a fourth film, but it wouldn't be the same. No. Yeah, especially you know Jay Roach doing all these fucking garbage political films now. And, oh, like what? Uh, well, he just recently did Bombshell. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck that. But, but he's. Uh, I think he did. Um, that Sarah Palin one with uh, who the fuck was even in that? Let me look it up. There's a it, Sarah Palin movie. Yeah, I think it's with um, John McCain, like as a character in it too. Obviously, uh-huh. um, who are these movies made for? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because like they're not, you know, they're they're they seem like the same quality as like um, Vice, yeah. pretty much. Oh god, like, Adam I, McCain. I watched Bombshell. I thought it was super mediocre, but it wasn't like. I don't know who it was made for. Yeah. Okay. So point. he did. He did Bombshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Trumbo. He did oh, uh, right. the campaign, which is a comedy, but uh, a yeah. really bad one and uh, you know political. Yeah. Uh, Game Change. That was the one with. Um, oh, this Julianne Moore played Sarah Palin in that. Oh, interesting. Um, all the way. The the Lyndon B. Johnson. Wow. Thing. Seriously, just like fucking political movies. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, 
recount, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's that like is. Adam McKay. You know how oh, he, he you log that recount. Oh yeah, um, I've seen that one. Yeah. Did, like, did you see how Adam McKay is doing the new Parasite? Well, he it's the it's like, he's, he's producing, producing it, right? right? I don't know. Is he? Yeah, something. Like I, I know nothing about this. Oh, I just yeah. know it's like a continuation of the world's. What is it? It's a continuation. That, that's what that I heard. Like, oh, God, that doesn't I'll, make I'll any look sense. Look it up real quick. You guys keep talking. I mean, I mean, not to spoil Parasite. I mean, if you haven't seen Parasite by now, you know you should go yeah. fucking see Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how you make a continuation to something like that. Yeah. No, you know there was actually speaking of continuations, there was a planned Cat in the Hat sequel. Oh, really? Because there is actually a sequel to the books. It's called The Cat in the Hat Comes Back. Okay, and what's that about? I don't fucking know. I don't even think they started writing it. Cause, well, like, no, I meant what's the book about? I can't tell you. Like, I I haven't fucking read Cat in the Hat Comes Back. Like, what, what do you think? Wow, you're a fake Cat in the Hat fan, then. <laughs> so, the, yeah, first, the first one's all that I need. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the director just said uh, it would expand the world of his film, not remake it. So whatever that means. I don't really know where you can go from the ending of that movie. Yeah, that's that's fucking, fucking stupid. stupid. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad um, the Tony Erdman remake seems like dead because I've not heard like anything about that since because that was supposed to have fucking Lena Dunham in it. Oh God! And Jack Nicholson was supposed to be in it, which I would have been down for, but mm-hmm. like that dude's never making anything again. He's no. fucking retired. Like when they announced Jack Nicholson, I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah, you see you... those pictures of him I at was the about beach? To say. Yeah, super fat, just chilling. There's yeah. also, like, pictures of him with, like, his super, like, way younger girlfriends at, like, basketball games. And oh, he's, he's not like, married? I don't think so. Probably not. I doubt it. I mean, look at Leo, Leo DiCaprio. He's, like, fucking dating girls half his age, too. The pussy posse. That's what they were called, right? I mean, when you're fucking Jack Nicholson, I mean, you know, yeah. you can still get it at that age. Like, there's <laughs> no reason you shouldn't be able to fucking still get it when you're fat as shit and Fucking pizza the old. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> But um, speaking of like getting old, Conrad is—is is that Josh Hutcher's Josh Hutcherson, right? That's him. I really? think so. I don't think it is. Oh, you know what? It might not. Because be. I don't remember the name being um, a significant name. Well, and then uh, Dakota Fanning. Once upon a time. Oh yeah, I mean Dakota yeah. Fanning is she honestly she's maybe the best child actress I've seen because she's great in this. Oh, she's great. In this, um, yeah. She's mm-hmm. amazing in World of the Worlds, which is my favorite Spielberg movie. By like by far, really That's a bold choice. Yeah, wow. Is that uh, rotten? No, it's not. Oh. And I wish because that would have been uh, uh, Spencer Breslin. Oh. Is this kid's name? Oh, he I, was in the Happening. Yes, that's where I remember him from. Yeah, um, he was in the Shaggy Dog. Yes. Okay, I remember yeah. now. Yeah, Dakota uh, Fanning is great in this. Yeah, War of the Worlds is just it's 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 honestly it's horrifying. It's a it's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. The way that it captures like disaster and like the effects that it has on people is really interesting. And then it also has these great fucking set pieces. Yeah, and I only just saw that for the first time a couple of years ago. Oh wow, is that the film where there's a bunch of like uh, blood veins on the ground somewhere? Uh, they're like yeah. they're like weeds, like Martian weeds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm. But there's of. like these like like giant alien like tripod yeah. machines. They walk on like three legs and they like have a beam and if you just like touch you you just like vaporize, vaporize yeah. yeah and tom cruise is a fucking asshole in that movie oh yeah, yeah. he's like a divorced like single guy and like it's it's really the most un tom cruise role i've ever seen tom cruise mm. in i got a movie that came out recently you might like called american made um oh doug Ludman. yeah yeah you see that one no that's I, a great tom i think cruise i think i saw like twenty, like fifteen minutes of it, and then I don't know what I think. 
the stream stopped working or something it's like that. It's not like a I great movie, yeah. but Tom Cruise in it is really good. He's like plays this Texan guy. Like, yeah. He's supposed to be more like middle class. That's a good Well, one. Doug Lemon, uh, he did uh, the, some of the Bourne movies, right? Yeah, he, like yeah the, the first, first three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did the only all ones of the that first matter, three? Right? Yeah. yeah. The only ones that matter, yeah. Oh, I forgot they made a fucking fourth one. I know they did the Jeremy Renner one, but yeah. I forgot that. That's, that's the fourth one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the fourth yeah, one. Yeah, but I meant like a fourth one with... Uh, did they? With I don't uh, fucking care. Yeah, yeah. It's a born... They, they did a fourth one with Matt Damon. So technically the fifth one, but hmm. it's it sucked. It was not good. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, so it's funny that um, my, my friend pointed this out to me, that Alec Baldwin is like the Alex Jones of this, but evil. How so? Um, in like the way that he knows the truth and like no one believes him, oh. and like the kids are gaslighting him. Yeah. So huh. he's like an evil Alex Jones, which is so fucking funny when he pointed that out to me. Yeah, it, Alec Baldwin in this movie, like I know he was supposed to be Thomas Wade in Joker, and I like just watching this. It, like, oh, almost, he would have been perfect for that. Yeah. It's just like it's so funny his like physicality, just the weird quirks he does. Where he's like clicking his teeth, absolute yeah. sleaze core. Yeah, he's sleaze core. Yeah, yeah when he, he is comes the out, the sleaziest fucking. Yeah, I mean, the, Alec Baldwin's just playing himself in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> the way that like he gets ready to go to work and then he just like very quickly comes out, changes, and then just like straps off that like girdle, and then his gut hangs out. It's so funny too because his apartment in the movie or house, whatever, looks like more of a mess than the how like the main house yeah. does after yeah. like you know the destruction and shit yeah and then it's also funny how um the way he says judas priest as like a religious exclamation you're like when he falls he's like judas priest oh i didn't even catch that yeah does he say judas christ the first time no he says judas priest also okay yeah both times it's just so like strange like what a weird quirk oh what's up with fucking i didn't realize at first uh, when they were playing the the Beatles cover, I'm like, this is so bad. And then I'm and then I listened further. I'm like, wait a minute, is that fucking Smash Mouth? Yes. Was it really? Yeah. yeah it the was credits Smash music. Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, Smash- no, the, the or, Beatles cover. Oh no, yeah. no, yeah. The um, the, when they're cleaning the house, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking Smash Mouth. Because the cover is so fucking bad. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if you can't afford the an actual Beatles song, don't get a fucking cover. Um, and then I'm listening and then I hear the fucking lead singer of Smash Mouth because his mm-hmm. voice is very recognizable. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, this is such a relic of its time yeah. oh, to have. To I think uh, it enhances it nowadays rewatching it. Yeah. Maybe watching it back then it'd be kind of weird listening to Beatles being sung by Smash Mouth. Well, well, no, I would enjoy it just as much. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was bad, but it's it's also just funny. I think that's the only thing I legitimately dislike about the movie is um, okay. yeah. the Beatles cover. But uh, it's just having Smash Mouth do it just in retrospect now, years yeah. later, it's just kind of funny. Yeah, I know. It's perfect because that's Mike Myers. You know, yeah. like they have that relationship. Oh, yeah. Smash Mouth with fucking Shrek. Yeah. Of course, Shrek. Which, yeah. which actually I want to point out, um, All-Star was not made for Shrek as many people think. It was made for, I think, one of the most underrated films of all time, Mystery Men. Which, I don't even know that movie. Oh, it's really fucking good. amazing. Ben Stiller, superhero comedy. It was really ahead of its time because it's about like like the secondhand superheroes. So like all the big heroes die. So then like these like like shitty ones have to kind of step up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it plays in this scene where they're trying to recruit other heroes and it starts playing that song. And they have like the stupidest like powers ever. Like one guy's name is the Spleen and that's Pee Wee Herman's actor. And all he does yeah. is like fart, but he's like projectile farting so we can like make it fart somewhere else. Like epic fart, man. Yeah, it's, it's truly ahead of its time. So that music video is actually just <clears throat> clips from the movie? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you watch the music video, it's showing clips For from Mystery Men. For All Star? Yeah. Yeah, oh. it shows clips from Mystery Men. 
Because like like the the gimmick is it's the scene where they're recruiting the heroes and then All Star is one of them that comes. Yeah. So oh, All Star is one of the heroes. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Remember Rat Race? The uh, it's a Mad Mad yeah. Mad Mad World remake, and then All Star was like a crucial part of the finale for that. I mean, I remember songs. Rat Race being a movie that exists, but <laughs> I don't like remember anything about it. I don't even know if I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I like we're going down this rabbit hole of like early two thousands. Dude, like- it as I've discussed many times on the podcast before we are big fans of the late 90s early yes. 2000s i call aesthetic. it the y2k aesthetic honestly that's a great name for it yeah because i've i've never really heard um you know a phrase to describe this aesthetic before yeah y2k i think it's like right around when 9 11 happened there was like such a huge shift in the tone yeah. of films and like what you could and couldn't show in a movie yeah which yeah. is interesting that cat in the hat is this because like i yeah. said a lot of the humor comes from the grinch which is a pre 9-11 film mm-hmm. yeah. so i think that's probably a big reason why people just didn't want to accept that because this movie is like pr- kind of raunchy you know and yeah. like they didn't really want that at that time i mean cat literally says dirty ho at one point i know that was fucking great yeah i have no clue how they got that in yeah and then like just everything like the whole jokes of it being spayed and neutered the way yeah. that the cat like threatens to murder the other cat oh like, yeah i know camera. he's like you know they talk about murder a lot i think that's movie. the best scene in the movie Oh yeah, the cupcake yeah. and cupcake and yeah. Yeah. I'll get you. It'll look like a bloody oh, accident. It's like Shrek right there when he's like the British mm-hmm. cat. I really want to see. I, I mean, it will never happen. But like James Gunn's rated R version of Scooby Doo. Yeah, because that was originally a thing, right? Yeah the, yeah, the the original script was like rated R material, and it yeah, never there's like a lot of like marijuana jokes and stuff, right? Yeah, and I think the closest thing, that, you know, to Cat in the Hat is Scooby Doo, which also came out uh, I a, see a year before. I can see that, yeah, and it's funny because like Scooby Doo was a lot more positively recepted, I think. Uh, I mean, that's still rotten. I think. Well, see, people. A lot of people um, are nostalgic for the Scooby Doo movie, whereas mm-hmm. a Cat in the Hat. There's like almost no one that yeah. you know you talk to has nostalgia for it. But yeah. um, you know, Scooby Doo. I can't wait to do an episode on that. That's and the be sequel. Fun. And, yeah, Mon- I think Monsters Unleashed is better, which I completely disagree with. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. But um, I, you know, Scooby Doo is something I've just always been an apologist for uh, mm-hmm. for that movie. Mm-hmm. And, it's uh, great, especially right. the opening scene with like that flying ghost guy. It's, yeah, it's it's like perfectly encapsulates the cartoon. Yeah, and I and mean the, the I, twist with Scrappy is just like yeah. genius. And I've said this tons of times before, but Matthew Lillard should have got a fucking Oscar for mm. that performance. Mm-hmm. Unironically, Matthew Lillard in general is just so he's, underrated. He's, he's, yeah, he is really like one of the most underrated fucking actors. Yeah, absolutely, he's so of great in Scream. I don't, I don't yeah. want to yeah. see Ben in um, uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah, Twin Peaks: The Return. Right, SLC right. Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Uh, without yeah. a paddle as well. He kills it in Scream. I mm-hmm. we uh, we did an episode on Scream, Scream Three. Yeah, they do. okay. Um, but we pretty much talked about all the Scream movies. But oh my god, if Matthew Lillard is someone I is like one of my top choices of an actor I'd love yeah. to work with. Mm-hmm. I think there's just so many great actors like him that just don't get um, you know the recognition at all. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's insane. Like how was Matthew Lillard not like a huge star? Like he had. Yeah some big roles in the 90s and then you know scooby-doo and then like after that kind of just like fizzled out you know he actually was the voice of shaggy for a while yeah i know this uh upcoming animated scooby-doo movie no matthew lillard yeah this is the first thing that matthew lillard isn't in which is um, a travesty it is i can't believe they actually fucking replaced him i never thought they'd replace him until he retired well it's interesting because he was he was Shaggy in Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. And in Mystery Inc. it was cool because Shaggy's dad in that was the original Shaggy's voice actor. Oh, that's from, fucking great. Yeah, that's awesome. And 
Matthew Lillard in the return, man. Like, dude, he fucking killed unbelievable, it. Unbelievable, man. Like, zoinks, Eric. I think, like, Mike Shaggy's one of my best voices, man. That's pretty good, yeah. That was good. Like, what was his role in the return again? He was um I forgot this guy's name, but he's the dude that like gets arrested for that death of the uh like librarian lady. Yeah. And he's in his sin and he was like researching like the kind of Black Lodge and Okay. Basically, yeah, it's it's really fucked up. He has this great scene where he like breaks down and he like, Yeah, in, in the police uh yeah in the jail cell. Okay. Or the questioning room, whatever. He has like a sh- like, almost like a shaved head. He yeah. looks very different. I kinda remember this. Yeah. It's it's great. It's one of my favorite scenes in the return mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, just every scene in the return really. Yeah, I mean, so stacked. I mean, the return is the greatest we, piece of art of the twenty first century. We can't go down that rabbit hole right now. Let's focus <laughs> on the cat in the hat. I just want to say, and uh, we were watching a couple of deleted scenes last night, and there's a joke in the movie where uh, the cat um, is looking at a picture of the kid's mom, kid's mother. Yes. Who is fucking so hot. Yes. yes. Huge MILF status. Yes. And um, he pulls out, like, the family picture of her, like, a centerfold, like a Playboy centerfold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his hat turns into a boner. Yeah, that was but, in the film, too. Yeah, no, it is. But... No, no, but later, in a deleted scene, um, it's revealed that the family picture of her is actually a swimsuit photo. And she's actually, like, just wearing, like, it's either a bikini or a lingerie. And it's just the fact that you know that, and he's actually looking at her, like, yeah. in that... Like yeah, like I think that the scene is so like he's, he's sliding in like a lawn chair or something, and he yeah. has it out, and he's just like looking at the camera with this like dumbfounded expression. I'm honestly amazed this didn't get slapped with like a PG-13. Rating. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's insane. It's pr- the, the post 11 too. So yeah. that's the, really interesting. The SHIT joke is so great too with the car, mm-hmm. with the slow, and like, oh, we could have called it the super whatever hydraulic. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited to rewatch this again. Oh, yeah. Because no. I, I watched half of it, and then I took a nap and then um, for an hour, and then I finished watching it. Because yeah. I've um, been still... I was jet-lagged still. Mm-hmm. I think I finally got over my jet-lag last night. I drank um, a bang okay. energy mm-hmm. drink, um, which gives you a lot more energy a than all the other ones. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and uh, it's just like... It's so great because... It's it, it, it's like like we've been saying it's post nine eleven, but it, I still think it's like the last like remnant of that like nineties style where they just like didn't really care. Yeah, you children's know? films specifically. Yeah. yeah, and and I I keep saying this, and this might sound like a stretch, but I do think the film is kind of commenting on like children's media and how it's like depicted in Hollywood because like I always go back to the scene where. Cat's like, oh, are you ready to have fun? And they're like, yeah. And like, okay, but first he slams down the contracts. Yeah. And then, like, the lawyers appear, and they're like, who's that? Uh, that's actually a very anti-Semitic scene in the film, and uh, I was offended by it. I want to bring up, like, do you notice the cat has, like, a Jewish accent in this film? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, as, as a Jewish person of color myself, um, Myrtle Rosenberg, I was very offended by that. And I think we should cancel Michael Myers. We had this theory. Well, I mean, cancel Michael Myers because he's, like, a crazy serial killer. Yeah, he's but... a crazy serial killer, and he wears uh, real human hair and a cat suit. Uh, he's in, uh, a, a furry, my uh, my son told me, um, and it, 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 you don't even want to know what a furry is. It's it's God. it's gross. It's it's it, it, it's very disturbing. And he showed me pictures of it, and uh, it, it, it was it was not good. It was not good. I don't recommend uh, googling with the safe search off uh, furry uh, or, or anthropomorphic or um, you know a, 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 a zoo file or going on uh, uh, the, the dark website uh, for for four channels. 
um, and this uh, one board called Trash. Uh, I would definitely not do that. I, 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 I highly recommend against it, actually. What was that um, in Law & Order SVU, the 4chan episode? They called it like 4chan it or something? Re- Red 4chan did, or oh, something like Did that? you guys watch Bad Boys yet? Not yet. I haven't seen Bad Boys. Don't, don't spoil it for us. Because they bring up 4chan. Do it. they really? Is it cringe? It is cringe. Oh, I know boy. you love the new one. It's fucking phenomenal. Oh, I, am wow, break, okay. I am breaking my rule of uh, discussing only rotten films on this because I thought it was going to be fucking rotten. Yeah, that was. It started at ninety percent, and it's down to like the seventies, I think now. But like, how is this? How is this movie fucking fresh? And it has a three point two on Letterboxd. Last I checked, I'm it's like, it's is... it's because it wasn't directed by Michael Bay. That's I know it. that's critics just hate him for no reason. Yeah. Like Michael it's... Bay is a fucking god of yes. cinema. Yes, and uh, you know what? Fine, I'll gatekeep Michael Bay if you guys aren't gonna fucking accept him because you know what? He's a fucking god. Yeah, we yes. were just watching Six Underground. On the- we were watching yeah. the first car chase for showing our other friend. Yeah, yeah which is just... I, I literally I saw that movie, and I'm like, oh, this is going to convert the non-believers. And it didn't. It, it, not only did it not, it has like a 2.4 on Letterboxd. What the Which fuck? is insane. And it's like, it has that cringe normie humor of Deadpool. Yeah, so that's the, you, the writers. It's yeah, the writers yeah, I know. Yeah. So you would have think that um, the normies would have liked it because they fucking like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Objectively, the worst part of the film yeah. is the writing. But well, to be fair, there are two types of normies. There's film normies and normie normies who just watch like some stupid shitty film that literally just Netflix, because whatever. it's on Netflix. Yeah. And yeah. they'll watch Six Underground, and I'm sure the normal populace will love it. Yeah, but then like the but film, film normies, normies that like yeah. follow only the IMDb top two fifty. But I mean, if you, like, you look at the ratings of Deadpool on Letterbox, it's fucking you know, it's high enough. Mm-hmm. I just looked up Cat in the Hat. It has an average two, perfect two out yeah, of five. What's the Rotten Tomato score of it? I believe it's like 20-something. No, I think it's lower it's than 17, that. 17, I think. Yeah, it's like, let's see, 9%. Nine. Holy wow. shit. Wow. What act, the I think fuck? this actually might be the lowest rated film that we've done on and the podcast. the audience score is only 52. Yeah. Like, it that used has to be gone lower. Up. It, yes. it, did, yeah. it was lower. And a big what did part, it used to be? It was like in the 20s, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because what happened was Nostalgia Critic did like this huge video on it. And like, fucking Nostalgia Critic, he has the, the stupidest review type where he's just like, will sum up a film, bring up a plot point as it happens, and then just be like, what? Why? 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 And then he won't this? actually really? like really? comment. Yeah, really? Really? I think, um, I, I you know, as, as a Jewish person, I'm allowed to say this. Um, I think we should put all YouTube critics into concentration camps. But look at uh, this. Uh, you know, re- re-education camps, uh, and you know, just um, you know, may- maybe do some terrible things to them. You know, I'm not saying that I would personally do the terrible things to them, but you know, my people have suffered, and I think um, I think it should have been the YouTube critics that should have suffered instead. Bayism so. reconditioning. Did you know that uh, Illumination Entertainment wants to do a reboot of Cat in the Hat? I mean, that they're doing. They did no. the Lorax. Right? The Lorax was terrible. But but they did the Lorax. They did. Right? Yes. So I mean, it's no surprise that they would want to revitalize such a popular, you know, Doctor Seuss IP. I mean, mm-hmm. it would make money and for children. Regardless. Oh yeah, and it would be dog shit, and it would be sterile. And um, but you know, maybe the silver lining would be that it would bring some people back to the original Cat in the Hat. For sure, that is true. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up back to the Jewish thing about Mike Myers. Uh, 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 you uh, only me, Myrtle, am allowed to talk about um, the Jewish thing, isn't that right, James? That is Myrtle's right. 
We you had know, this. Eric, you may be part Japanese, but you're not part Jewish. So be, be, well, I am part. Be careful Polish. what you say. I am part Polish, so we'll see about that. But um, we had this theory actually that the reason why Mike Myers has this like pseudo Jewish accent is because he probably has so much stuff on his nose. <laughs> that... It's just the makeup. That's what I. That's what I thought. That's my theory. But on the kokina, on the on the kokina. I'm looking up like critics' reviews for Cat in the Hat, and like they're just like fucking stupid, like. Like this one here, uh, Roger Ebert. Oh God! Although he praised the production design, he considers the film to be quote all effects and stunts and CGI and prosthetics with no room for lightness and joy. Roger Ebert is a fucking hack. His fucking Blue Velvet review, man. Oh God! He is the king of the fucking hacks for critics. Yeah. Like he is the original hack. Like he's a great writer. Don't get me wrong. But okay. his takes can be totally shit. His video game take as well. Yeah, about video games not being art. Yeah, it's you know it's you can be a great writer, but you know if you're gonna be a critic, you should have some fucking taste as well. It's what Cat in the Hat says to the fish in this movie. Sure, he's talking, but is he saying anything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, much like um, you know, a uh, fellow Jew, David Ehrlich, who uh, you know, I uh, I don't like associating him with that tribe. So I'm sure he gave this a negative review somewhere. I'm sure. Of it. I mean, I doubt. I doubt he's, he's even left. It. Yeah, I doubt he's even left a review for it. So, yeah, it's it's a shame, man. Because like, there's so much to like about this movie. Mike Myers' performance, the production design, like it captures the story well. I think. I mean, I'm. I would have to look back at 2003, um, but I can't imagine there's that many performances I would prefer from that year. Um, over Mike Myers in this. Saying Mike Myers deserved the Oscar? Uh, I wouldn't say that, because uh, <laughs> Lost in Translation came out that year. Yeah. Um, but um, him getting a nom, maybe, uh, maybe well, deserved it. The Oscars don't recognize comedy. They don't recognize talent most of the time. Yeah, that, that as well. But they don't like, recognize anything good. I can't believe fucking Uncut Gems got completely shut oh, out. Oh, I believe God. that. I believe that Completely 100%. shut out, though, like... I thought it would at least get one fucking nom, but nothing at all. Dude, the fact that they didn't recognize it for sound mixing is a travesty. Yeah, oh it's my like god. One of the, or I score. Yeah, or yeah, score. Or, or anything, Cinematographer. Really. Or, or like, after. After. Yeah. You know, Sandman fucking just... Hey, man. he took it like a champ, though. Oh, dude, look at... And did you see all those other celebrities that were like, you know, you got robbed, you got robbed? Mm-hmm. You know, at least, you know, there's a good crowd of, uh, you know, prestigious celebrities out there that yeah. were like, you know... He fucking deserved it, which yeah. he did. He should win. Honestly, it should be him or Driver winning, and I would probably have to lean with Sandler. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but Joaquin's gonna win, which is fucking stupid because he's gonna win just like Leo won for The Revenant for not a role that he deserves, just because he should have got a fucking Oscar. Well, you know why Joaquin's gonna win, right? It's literally just because he shit talked the Oscars so many times before. This is the Oscars' chance of being like, "Ha, gotcha," and they're just gonna use him as like their fucking like PR ploy. That's it. Yeah, That's all the Oscars are, really. Yeah. I mean, I've... Oh, yeah. operated by Disney. ABC is just... So oh, yeah. Know. That is true. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to fucking watch that shit. Oh, of course not. I, I don't either. But, um, hey, you know, Klaus is going to lose to Disney because, you know, Disney wins every single time. What did they even put out last year? What movie? Frozen 2. No. Which, that, like... No, that won't win. It, Toy Story. Toy Story. Was yeah. yeah okay. was, Toy Story was abysmal. I didn't even fucking watch it. I'm I was like, forced I'm, to watch that, unfortunately. I mean... Like, 
you watch pretty much everything. I watch pretty much everything. Yeah, that's like, why I watch Cat in the Hat. Yeah, I mean Eric's uh, Eric watches pretty much every single shitty movie in theaters. So the fact I don't that... watch Disney anymore. I've made it a rule. Oh I well, that's not... good. At least. I still haven't yeah. seen Rise of Skywalker. Even oh, the AMC A list, right? Yeah, I have yeah. AMC A list, and I'm still not supporting. It's Disney amazing though. though that I mean, granted, it played in like two theaters in the country, but like it's still amazing that like you see everything and you've yet to actually see Under the Silver Lake, which. He, Eric I right will, now. I will watch Eric it. right now is wearing the Sam Hyde uh, R.I.P. Uh, Epstein shirt. The camo one. The too. camo variant. Yeah. Um, With my Wakaliwood yeah. camo hat as well. And you're not a fan of uh, It Follows. Which, oh, I fucking hate which It Follows. I, which I love. It's great. I like. It's, it's, I love I, that movie. Yeah, it's a it's a great film, but it is so fucking different from. Mm-hmm. I know. I I gave Under it a bad. Silver. I gave Under the Silver like a bad rep at first, just because of how much I hated. You can either call it shit follows or it sucks. Pick your poison. But um, I will give it a chance. I will. Maybe yeah. tonight even. Yeah. Please, I mean, please, please do. do. It's. Yeah. I I actually went to go watch a six time yesterday, but then wow. they want to put yeah. on something else. I've, I've heard comparisons. Oh to no, like, we uh we got back from the bar. I wanted to put it on, and uh, they put on a Walk Hard instead. That's a great one, yeah. though. Which um, I, saw, I saw for the first time five years ago. I didn't like it. And then I finished rewatching it today because we fell asleep. Yeah. And uh, it's great. The Brian Wilson part is just such genius. It is like the funniest part of the movie by far. But, I haven't yeah. seen this. So. It's, oh, a, it's a parody of like every musical biopic. Mm-hmm. And so it just like tries to go through every big like boomer musician's life ever. Yeah. John C. Reilly is amazing. I think that's his only starring role. I think really he no, only has supporting yeah. roles. Yeah, he only he? has supporting roles. I can't imagine that being his only. I think. Oh like, no, yeah, dude, I think it is. Um, a, a fucking incredible. The music is amazing. He's a very talented singer, and yeah. it's just a great fucking film. I also I didn't even realize that was Jenna Fisher until I uh, yeah until I was looking at it on Letterbox today. Yeah, Jenna Fisher. She's. She's really, she's pretty in that one. Okay, he he did star in Wreck It Ralph, but that's animated. Well, that's animated. Um. We need to, I, I would say we need to talk about Kevin. I have not uh, seen. That I, I would one count yet. that. Um, Step Brothers. I would count. That's that's a side though. It's like like they're, they're 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 yeah. both together. They're yeah, both but together. he's still a. Lead. But he's, he's not like the main focus though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. I would say equal focus with Will Ferrell. Okay. I mean, if if you were to put Step Brothers <laughs> for Best Actor at the Academy Awards and yeah. nominate John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, they would both get that's lead true. actor. That is true. So, yeah. Um, so Bo Welch, yeah, I guess looking at that, yeah, there really isn't much. Cyrus, yeah, um, oh, that one was okay. Um, I want to bring up Bo Welch is married to um, Catherine O'Hara, which is very interesting. The, Who's um, that? Kevin's mom from Home Alone. Oh, that's oh. random. Yeah, she, well, she was in Beetlejuice, which uh-huh. he did the okay. production design. So they probably met there. Yeah, and like I don't know what y'all's thoughts on Tim Burton are. I'm guessing y'all, y'all. Who are y'all's thoughts? Hey, you're the city slicker here, okay? Y'all, y'all need to be fucking canceled. Yikes. So, uh, um, I don't know what y'all think about Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton is one of the biggest hacks of all yeah, time. Um, I Absolute I, bottom tier, garbage director. Even his early stuff. See, I, yeah. I, I love... I, well, a, at least that's not really offensively bad. It's just okay. not good. I, um, I love a lot of his early stuff, but it's not because of him. I think he owes everything, fucking everything to Bo Welch. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, like Tim Burton's direction style is not great. Yeah. And even like the movies that everyone says are his best, such as Pee Wee, Ed Wood, Beetlejuice are not yeah. written by him. Yeah. He's not a talented director. Yeah. He has a vision, but he's not able to fucking like 
make it work with people. It's and, all about and the people, people always mistake him for directing Nightmare. Yes, Before that Christmas. pisses me off because Henry Selleck deserves all that recognition. He is, fantastic. which I don't think is a great movie either. Well, yeah, but. it's 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 not as good as like fucking Coraline, which I think is like by far. Uh, I think Coraline's a bad movie that looks amazing. That's fair. But Wait, um, by the way, Eric, going back to Edward Scissorhands, yeah. um, Bo of the production's design on oh, that, great. that neighborhood looks exactly, it does. Very, not exactly, but very it's similar very to the similar one in Cat in because, the Hat. Yeah, it does. It's that like 1950s throwback, you mm-hmm. know, and, but like the, that weird color set too, like that pastel yeah. but not full pastel. Yeah, it's great. Like he, he's so talented. Mm-hmm. I think this is his best work, obviously, but I think a runner up is Joe versus the volcano, which is uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Very underrated because it's like this weird, like expressionistic, like surreal romantic comedy. Because it's about Tom Hanks has a cloud in his brain, so he's gonna die. So he works at this shitty, like demoralizing factory that looks straight out of like Cabin of Dr. Caligari. Um, can we just talk about um, since you brought up Tom Hanks? Oh yeah, yeah. Chet Hanks for a second, which Chet is Hanks. one of um, Tom Hanks' sons. Okay. Who is uh, what people uh, what what. Uh, media, I guess, would describe as problematic. Oh, um, who is a rapper, and uh, this is uh, an audio clip of him at the Golden Globes. So I don't know this. What the fuck? That's like straight up like Sam Hyde shit. I know. It's like a what's the one? Yellow yam scam. Yellow yam scam. Yeah. See like the fact that like he did that voice and shit like at the fucking uh, wow at um, the fucking globes. that is powerful. Yeah, and he's just been doing shit like this. There's like an article from like 2015 where it's like uh, like the article title is like Tom Hanks uh, defends his son's use of the N word. Oh my god. <laughs> Because he'll, like, say it in, like, raps and shit. Wow. Yeah, and That's I, great. I literally just found out about Chet Hanks yesterday. My my friend was um, telling he... me about him, and I'm like, you're lying. I'm like, this is not Tom. Like, he was, I only was hearing the audio at first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not Tom Hanks' son. I'm ha- like, stop fucking with me. Has he been in any movies? No, I don't think he has. He's a rapper, not a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But wow. I would fuck... I'd put Chet Hanks in a movie. Like, fuck. Like, and I would have him exclusively talk in that voice. Yeah, that's fucking great. Holy shit, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. But um, Cat in the Hat, like, I was looking up information, and like you, we all know the Razzies, right? Yeah. Yeah, which fucking are the biggest hacks, because they constantly nominate Michael Bay. Um, yes. They nominated The Shining um, back in the 80s. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Like, listen to this. For so the Ra- movie? Yeah. yeah. The Razzies nominated Mike Myers for Worst Actor of the Decade. I think um, I think the Razzies are a million times worse than the Oscars. Yes, and like here's listen to all of these nominees that Cat in the Hat had. Worst comedy of the first twenty five years of whatever. Uh, worst excuse for a movie. Worst picture. What does that even mean? Worst excuse for a movie. Worst actor. Worst supporting actor for Alec Baldwin. Worst supporting actress for Joanne's actress. Worst screen couple with Mike Myers and himself. Worst director, Bill Welch. Worst screenplay for Alec Berg. It's It's insane to me. I just... I'll never... I mean, look... We're all, uh, I would say, technically considered contrarians here, especially you, Eric. 
Um, if you look at fucking Eric's uh, favorite films and his, I, I don't like the, you, James. I don't like I, the term really. contrarian personally. Yeah, because yeah it, I, I mean, because you know you know having contrarian opinions, which we most certainly do, and uh, being a contrarian for contrarian's sake yes. is uh, a completely yes, different thing. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but um, most people, especially um, you know, if I'm posting certain stuff on like bad film takes and bad gaming takes, will. Um, be like, well, you're just being a fucking contrarian asshole. Like, especially if I like, for some reason, like when I shit on uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, which are just garbage games, yeah, um, and do everything worse and uh, actively make Ruby Sapphire Emerald worse games. Um, I mean, I guess it's usually just children getting mad at me. Um, like they'll call me contrarian for that, which is like, how is that fucking contrarian? Yeah. Um, I will say like my hate of Near Automata is probably uh, is definitely more contrarian than uh, a lot of my takes. And yeah, that's my, that's a big one. And uh, not liking Resident Evil 4. Okay, yeah. let's not go into that because Resident Evil 4 is top four for me. Um, I want to bring up this in, this story about Mike Myers because actually there's a lot of bad beef with Mike Myers and Bo Welch and mm-hmm. like everyone that worked on this movie. Like, really? A lot of like stories of him just being kind of a diva and like isolating himself. But one interesting thing is that he was apparently like contractually obliged to act in this movie. And, like, did not like it, did not like acting in it, did not like the direction, and eventually sued Universal for $3.8 million. Wow. The fuck? Yeah, but, so, oh, no, Universal sued him, I mean, for just, like, negligence and, uh-huh. like, uh, bullshit. So he countersued, and they reached a settlement where they were going to make another movie for him, just completely his way to appease him, and that movie was The Love Guru. I fucking knew oh it was The Love my Guru. Oh, my God. Imagine, like... <laughs> Imagine hating Cat in the Hat so much that you make the fucking love guru. And that movie was what really killed his career. That It did. You it, know that, what? I need to give that movie a second chance. I feel as if the humor has it aged doesn't, perfectly. No, it doesn't. No. It hasn't. Trust me. Like, I'm a huge Mike Myers fan. I love Austin Powers. Love this. I love Guru. It's just not good. Yeah, baby. When, yeah! When is the last time you've watched The Love Guru? I feel like three years ago. Three years ago? No, it's not good. Dude. Really? Like, trust okay. Me. Yeah. Because I, I haven't seen it since release, but I, I remember that, that being one of the all-time um, worst movies I've seen. Wow. Yeah, it's and, awful. And, like, you know, there's a lot of fucking movies I hate that are just, like, you know, that popular movies and well-received movies, I think, are awful. But, like, for the movies that are truly just terrible on every level that I, you know, I never find anyone disagree um, mm-hmm. Love Guru is definitely one of those. Yes. Um, Dragon Ball Evolution is the absolute worst of those. Uh, Master Disguise is one of those. No, no, oh, no, no, no. Master Disguise is kind of in the same vein as Cat in the Hat. It is funny. Like, like, um, do you know the story about 9 11? Yes, like, and they, they, they paused. For yeah, the while he was in the scene. turtle suit. You That's need to rewatch good. that. I think yeah. you might enjoy it now. Anyways. All right, let me pull up my letterbox and see if there's anyone else besides you fucking bozos. Um, What's stand? my rating for Master of Disguise, actually? Yeah, I have it like I'm a gonna... 7 or an 8. 6 or 7 or 8. I remember that. I think Master of Disguise is when I first realized how bad movies could be. <laughs> um, oh, I, I don't think I have a rating for it. <laughs> I, I just watched I, it. When I saw that I'm as a kid, I was like, this half. is uh, unbearable. Yeah, I watched it with my mom, and we both loved it. I watched it with my mom too, and she uh, wouldn't continue watching it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about um, a more technical aspect of Cat in the Hat: its use of the triadic color scheme, which is like really, really uncommon in a lot of film, where it's like relying on like trios of colors rather than duos. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you have like orange, green, and purple for like the Sally, Conrad, and everyone, and then you have red, 
white and black for the cats. And um, it's interesting because like green and purple are actually like my favorite color combination ever. I don't know why. It just like looks so good. And Green and purple? Green and purple, yeah. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, see, that's probably why. It's wait, like a sub, wait, subliminal wait, wait. messaging. Hey. Oh my I'm wearing god! Wearing socks right now. Okay, for those that like are do not fucking know about this, there's this infamous GIF. Which also, is, my uh, shoes are also green and purple. Yeah, my see? my my mauves, my one. 700 Yeezys. There's this GIF of Piccolo fucking Vegeta in the ass, or eternal GIF. This thing is. This is like an ancient relic. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah, this early is like, days. This is early four chan yeah. shit. And and you post it and you say daily dose, and then someone replies, "Thanks, Doc." Yeah, everyone it's, replies. Thanks, it's so Doc. funny because I bet there's probably a good amount of people watching this, especially like you know, you know, people younger than us that have no clue what that is now. Just go go find Ooh. it yourself. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty it. popular still. Daily uh, dose. Thanks, uh, Doc. Myrtle chiming in here again uh, quickly. Um, you know, as, as I didn't recommend uh, searching for furry or uh, going on the trash board on uh, a four channel. Um, I would recommend uh, looking at uh, Piccolo Dick and Daily Dose because you know what? Um, you know, he reminds me of one of my um, my former lovers. You know, he was very tall, a big cock. Um, he just fucked me right in the ass like uh, that character uh, Vegeta. And, uh, you, you know, it, it, it's a good time. It, it, it turns me on. I, uh, I can't get very wet these days, but that is something that still uh, gets, gets the juices going down there. <laughs> Thank you, Myrtle. Thank you for that. Any any time, James. I'm uh, I'm happy to uh, to be here for the LA version of the podcast. Um, when I when I defended Cat in the Hat against I forgot what his name is. I won't name him, but it's some fucking Rotten Tomatoes hack. I hate that guy so Just much. Just name him. Just name. Him. I forgot. I generally it's Scott something. I forgot. Mendelssohn. Yeah, that's it. Oh my god, dude, that guy dude, fucking hates dude, me. Yeah, dude, he, has he fucking hates me. Too. He has me blocked on fucking bad. Film tweets, bad film takes, and he fucking, oh my god! I I've posted so many of his fucking posts on there. He's a fucking Disney shill. He's a yes. fucking retard. I I went against him once. And, yeah, when m- I was... middle popping back in uh, again. He's someone that I don't think should be part of our tribe. I, uh, I I would like to have him exiled. You know. Um, I I, I went against him once. Actually, it might be another Scott, but I know that that Scott you're talking it's probably about, probably Scott Mendelson. Uh, maybe twice so, at a convention. Yeah, right? so the first time like it was content. actually I was defending Speed Racer, and he, he like he doesn't have arguments. He just like goes for fucking like personal attacks against me. Well, he like, just gets the crowd to boo you. It's yeah, he literally even... just like like says stupid shit so that the crowd will just get on his side and boo me. Like, oh when, yeah, I mean, you know, these uh, check marks easily yeah. get these hive minds going. And so, like, when I when I um, was defending Cat in the Hat one time, I was saying, you know, hey, I th- you guys brought... want another drink, by the way? Yeah, sure, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, Got black cherry. This is my first time drinking White Claw. This is great. Uh, so, hundred calories a can. Can't go wrong. So, like, fucking. I, I say all these things like, hey, look, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. Mike Myers is a great. Lubeski, it you. represents all these things. Ruby grapefruit, interesting. And then, you know what his... Yeah, like, only the mangoes are mine, so I didn't want to steal too many. Do you want to try black cherry? This one's my favorite. Maybe. Yeah, yeah at least give him a sip. sip. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Six. just drink that one. Okay, so... Um, yeah, and you, know what, you want you, me to grab a cup for... I'm fine. You no, know so what, you can oh, for Eric. Yeah, sure. You know what his retort was? He literally just made a meme. He just went... Who likes Cat in the Hat? Here's who. The Cat in the Hat, a piece of poo. Oh, God. And it's just like, oh, I'm funny. Look at me. I did like, not attack. Like epic comedy, man. Did not attack any of my like actual views at all. It's just like, 
I mean, that's most of these people online that they don't actually have real arguments. Hat and the Hat fans are the most oppressed. They are. They are. Like, it, like yeah, it has like meme culture status. Look, it, uh, Eric, I'm gonna disagree with you right here because the Jews are definitely more oppressed than the Cat and the Hat fans. But uh, the Cat and the Hat fans, they they they're, they're pretty up there. They they're right above the gamers, but they're b- below us. So it's that is really good. I know, right? right? Yeah, yeah, black cherry is my second favorite flavor. Great. Mango, black cherry, raspberry, grapefruit, lime. White claw rankings, yeah. everyone. Yeah, and pure doesn't exist to me, and I'll never try that one. Okay. Like, like speaking of like people just giving this movie a bad rep, like one huge fucking shame to me is uh, Dr. Seuss's wife is actually in charge of the estate and she hated this movie so much. She put a ban to not make any more live action Dr. Seuss products. And that's why this was the last one. Yeah. And like, to me, this is the only Dr. Seuss film that like actually stays true to the fucking book. I just, I don't understand the fucking hate for this compared to like other Dr. Seuss Like shit. the Lorax, right? Because like, I don't, Ooh, have, who here has seen the Lorax? No, I, I never saw it. Okay, so the Lorax has this like environmentalist, like anti-corporate, like message, right? Which is inherently a good message. Yes. The way that he told it, it was very earnest. And then the way Doctor Seuss told, yes, it. yeah, and and so like then Illumination fucking adapts it, and they have this whole campaign for like cars. So there's literally like car commercials with the Lorax like driving and saying like, "Hey, this is Lorax approved." And God. it's no, that was a Prius commercial, right? Yeah, it was like a yeah, Prius or something. Oh my it's God, that fucking is fucking awful. Yeah, it's ironic there. Yeah, and then, like, the film tries to have that same, like, anti-corporate message by showing how much the Lorax is forced to sell out, but that doesn't fucking work because it's Hollywood, yeah. and you know Hollywood is just fucking cashing in on it. Like, they're not actually critiquing But the it. anti-corporate message works here. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. And um, you said in your review, the cat represents communism. Yeah. Um, which I feel like you didn't fully elaborate on. That was, it was, it was kind of like a bait, but I do have like a little bit of like a hook for that. Cause, you know, considering, um, the cat is ultimately good in the end. Well, Well, uh, there is some politics in this film, like the anti-Taiwanese. Yes. Anti-Taiwanese government. uh, Talk a little closer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tyler. Anti-Taiwanese government. Yes. When um, the babysitter is like, you tell them no more big government. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The cat is basically like, maybe not necessarily communism, but it is like, obviously he goes against Alec Baldwin's like sham. And, and the cat, like he comes off like, yeah, he, I mean, I guess he comes off good just because he cleans up after himself, but yeah. it's still like a constructed mess that he, oh, yeah, I mean, he, from... he's chaos, but, um, yeah. you know, ultimately in the end, he, um, tech fixes, yeah, he, he fixes any mess, which, you know, if he were to represent communism would not be accurate. That's, yeah. So, but well, I Eric, mean, his box is red. Yeah, he, he has I red mean, all over him. Oh, he, he kind of looks like Karl Marx because he like Karl Marx had a big beard. No, it, it, that was a joke. But okay. I mean, it was a joke. I admit that. But um, I mean, there is a because par- everything else in your review was like pretty solid. That was yeah. like the only thing I'm like, this doesn't really make any yeah. sense. It was. Um, but there is obviously a, a divide between him and Alec Baldwin, which like. I don't really know, like, Alec Baldwin, like, comes off as this, like, seedy businessman, but then he's not. And so, like, that's interesting. He's just, like, this kind of, like, phony. Um, The cat, like, has a lot of these, like, promises of, like, 
I'm going to bring like fun and joy, but then he has all these like strings attached and he's not, he's keeping a lot of secrets from the kids. Like yeah. obviously when he lies about his hat, not being magic and stuff. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of like weird morality at play. Cause like, yeah, ultimately the cat like fixes everything, but like he was fixing his own problems yeah. that like he had planned, which is weird. Like it's almost as if like the film is saying like children need that like struggle in order to like because ultimately they reconnect with the parent yeah and mm -hmm. and it's interesting like i mean that that is true to the book that is like what the book is about it's about like hey you can have fun but you make sure that you don't go too crazy with yeah. it that's the ultimate message like i guess in terms of politics maybe bo welch is saying that too because he's kind of flirting with a lot of these ideas and like even though he doesn't really come out with like a solid stance it's still like just don't let it like take over you know yeah. don't don't let the cat run amok without him like coming back to like make restore the the balance you know um it's it's interesting like i mean seuss was a very political person as well mm -hmm. obviously was i mean he? i don't know those yeah actually i don't know really anything about seuss before he did children's books he actually did world war ii propaganda cartoons really so, like, That's yeah so fucking with, like, funny. The, yeah with the same like art style and everything and he like evolved that into his work i think like his most political book is probably um bartholomew and the i forgot it's called like bartholomew and the ubalesque or mm -hmm. something which is like this commentary on like the berlin wall actually no i take it back his most political one and actually ralph bakshi my favorite animator did an adaptation an animated adaptation of this and it's called the butter battle book mm -hmm. that's a very interesting one because it's about war it's a very anti-war book and what happens is like there's these this wall that divides these two people and they all like militarize like as this tradition to like march and go to the wall and then just like fire at each other and they have like different they each come up with different inventions in order to circumvent whichever the other one invents mm -hmm. so like the wall okay we'll build ladders like that type of thing and they just keep like building up and up and up and ultimately they make basically nukes and at this point everything's destroyed there's like very few survivors left and the last two like leaders meet with these like nukes in their hands and then it just ends you don't see what happens and it's a commentary on like the cold war and the arms race and all that so seuss has gotten very political before um cat in the hat isn't it's more of a social message i think yeah. um obviously with like children and like um learning and uh like learning their place in life but this this film also does attach a very like bureaucratic message as well because like the mom is obviously having to work as a single mother and she's not there to have that connection with her kids like there's that scene where they kind of have a fight her and conrad and they say like they don't love each other basically and she immediately feels bad she like wants to go back to like say i'm sorry but then she realizes she's late to work yeah and then obviously everything with humber Flube, how he's just so disconnected from everyone doesn't even like shaking hands yeah. which is like the most like bare basic human thing you can do fired. fired fired it's so funny because if you told me like a year ago that i'd be having a podcast and discussing the politics of dr seuss and cat in the hat um i would have never fucking believed you but here we are and it, it's so funny because, you know, we have so many episodes of the podcast um, where it's just us shit posting, and, uh, you know, really don't talk about the film that much. And mm -hmm. I feel like most people would see the Cat in the Hat episode and think it, it would be that. And this is one of our most on-topic and <laughs> uh, in-depth discussions of everything we've fucking done. Because it's fucking great. Like, it's that's, fun to talk about, yeah, fun to watch. It's, it has good. substance. It's well-structured. It's well... It looks great. It's it aged it's well, too. It's yeah. fucking it's funny. It's so well. The yes. camera, it's, 
you know, yeah, there's holds up perfectly. The, I think like when you were saying Austin Powers is the last comedy of its time, I'd argue Cat in the Hat was. Yeah, I mean, this does have a lot of similarities to it. Um, you know, and granted, when I said that, you know, that was before rewatching yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as like studio comedies go, I mean, it's different. I know you like Game Nights. I mean, I I like Game Night a lot, but that's yeah. completely different from yes. fucking Austin Powers. I mean, I think Game Night's great. Um, and I think it's very well shot, too. I think it's funny. It's oh, a yeah. Great cast. That, that's definitely true. Um, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I think it's, it is worth watching. I'd I think say. I think it's the only great studio comedy of last decade. Like I personally don't find it funny, but I can't acknowledge the soundtrack, the acting, the way it's it just, looks. Yeah, even if you don't just, even think it's funny, it's gen- it's just a good movie. Yeah, too. it's very well made. Like, um, the the cinematography is great. And it does this cool tilt shift effect where yeah. it like makes everything look like a, like a playing board. Yeah, and that's great. It's a very Cutest it's like a thing. murder mystery comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. it's very similar to um, The Game, yeah. the David Fincher film. It's okay. like, honestly, it's like a better version of that. Yeah. Like, also, um, speaking of murder mysteries, murder mystery I uh, still with need Adam to see Sandler that. is, and yeah. Jennifer Aniston is great. And I I'll be doing an episode yeah. on that. Um, Which film? Sorry. Uh, murder, murder mystery. It was a Netflix, Netflix one, one from last year. It's, uh, it's really, I probably, Adam Sandler's like only good Happy Madison movie in like. I like Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler is watchable. I wouldn't say it's good. Okay, it's that's very fair. long. It uh, is. I, I, is I, I, I called it once upon a time in Hollywood for like the yeah. '90s. Yeah, um, it's watchable. I wouldn't say it's good. It's definitely watchable. I like though. his performance. Yeah, I thought he was good. Um, even though he's kind of annoying and, and Beavis still, and Butthead, yeah. that whole thing was great. Oh, that was fucking Kino yeah. at the end. That Beavis and Butthead shit was awesome. Mm-hmm. The do-over sucks. I didn't see. I was that. very disappointed yeah. in that because I, I think I think I've only seen of his Netflix stuff, um, the Happy Madison Netflix mm-hmm. stuff, um, his comedy special, yeah. uh, Murder Mystery, and then Sandy Wexler. How's his comedy special? It's fantastic. Okay, it's it's great, yeah. um, and people love it. Like that's good. Universally, sand, Sandstorm man, the Sandstorm's coming, dude. Sandler is fucking one of the greatest actors of all time. It's just he rarely acts in great films. That's all. I mean, yeah. if you put minimal effort into something and you make a fat paycheck, who can blame? Yeah, it? honestly, yeah. Like, I mean, especially like when you, um, it's like vacations for you and your friends, and you're making yeah. tons of money. It's like I, you know, I can't blame him. And he's like, I hear he's like a really like good friend too. Like I, everyone that he works with speaks very highly of him. I just I've heard nothing but good things yeah. about him. I've never heard one negative thing about Adam Sandler as mm-hmm. a person. Only yeah. you know his fucking acting. Yeah. And uh, speaking of acting, Mike Myers, like, I know you said that uh, you would you would hire Matthew Lillard in a heartbeat. Would you do the same for Mike Myers? I love Mike Myers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 the only hesitation I have is um, if I was to do a comedy. Yes, is his performance of Doctor Evil is definitely. Really oh not yeah, that no. good. You I mean, what? I, I can, you know what? I can't blame him. He, yeah. I feel as if he'd be tired as well as the role because yeah. there hasn't been anything new from Austin Powers in what, like, yeah. almost and, twenty and years. The, yeah. And the only thing they used him for was like a political plug, basically. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? um, yeah, he's just okay. like shitting on Trump the whole so time. So as far as comedy goes, maybe as an actor in general, without a doubt. I mean, yeah, I think my, I think he could have some dramatic chops. Personally. Yeah, Mike, Mike Myers is a phenomenal actor. I think yeah. if he was given the right role and the right mm-hmm. material and the right director, um, you know, he could definitely have an yeah. uncut gems. Not yeah. necessarily well, that specific could, content, but like, a, you know, a revitalization yeah. for people to be like, see, look, you know, he, he yeah. fucking act. Because Tarantino's really good at that. I mean, look at like, 
uh, um, I forgot his name, the fanatic, John Travolta. Yeah. yeah. John Travolta John, in John Pulp Travolta's Fiction. a like, fucking phenomenal actor. Yeah. He, he just had that rut, and then Tarantino came and kind of saved him. Yeah. You know? John Travolta is amazing in The Fanatic. John mm-hmm. Travolta is amazing in Gotti. Like, these are films that people hate. Like, Gotti is legitimately a bad film, but it, it reaches the point it's so bad that it's good. And I hate using that term, but it's really true for Gotti. Yeah. And I, I will be doing an episode on that. Nice. But the editing in that, it feels uh, Godard-esque. <laughs> Wow, I just, I just think of the poster of Gotti and I start. Yeah, like, yeah. Like his it's like so profile. Funny. Yeah, it's it's Godardian <laughs> and it's editing yeah. and it's which it's it's so yeah. bizarre. And that's why I'm so disappointed with Mike Myers and Inglorious Bastards because like that it was based it was just a cameo. He didn't, wasn't able to get that like revitalization yeah. that like mm-hmm. any of these other people do. Like like I th- he was fine in Bastards. I mean, yeah. he didn't really do much. Yeah. Like I wish like someone would just like kind of. Utilize so, so many of these actors need to be given the opportunity. It's like even like Christopher Walken, like he mentioned uh, in like a video recently that like the calls have kind of stopped coming for him. Yeah, I, I which is like that, insane. Yeah. It's like yeah, he's getting up there in age, but it's like he's still one of the greatest actors of all time. So yeah, kind of looks the same though. Yeah, like, he can be playing yeah. like a grandpa role or something. So it's mm. it's I don't know. It's just yeah, it's like you know, sure. There's there's less roles for. Um, you know, old like that older generation. But I mean, there's so much I feel like you can still yeah. do with them. Mm-hmm. And then people like Mike Myers, John Travolta, Matthew Lillard, who really never had that big a chance to shine. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not that old. No, yeah. So, just a quick question: What other serious stuff has Myers done besides that small I, cameo? And I really not don't much. think there's anything. Yeah, he's just he's always really stuck to comedy. But you know, if, okay, I I really believe if you can do comedy, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to. Because comedy is hard. Right? Yeah, a lot of comedy, people don't yeah. understand how hard comedy is. Um, comedy is way harder than drama. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, from you know, everything it's really easy to make someone feel like sad. Or yeah. like, you know, but to make someone laugh, that's because yeah. like there is morals, right? Like something can make a lot of different people sad, but comedy. It's yeah. very difficult, especially and, for someone like us. And, and I think it's uh, I I like a lot that I can write comedy better than like you know a serious drama or something mm-hmm. like that because I think you know it's it's way harder to do. Yeah, I mean, for um, the average person. Honestly, I think like Shrek had like kind of a oh I just looked up apparently the Gong Show is over so Mike Myers it really yeah. isn't doing anything we need like, to bring back Mike Myers yeah he, he did have a couple of like good dramatic moments in Shrek I mean obviously it's animated but I think about a lot the um, scene where he's just like confessing to Donkey under the moon and he says you know that you know people take one look at me and go ah big stupid ugly ogre and it's just like there's emotion in that scene like yeah. like he there's like comedy actors should be able to like Hop on that, like you know, like Sandra mm-hmm, yeah. and Uncut Gems, amazing performance. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts on Cat in the Hat? Um, give it a chance, uh, even if you don't find it funny, which like you know, uh, doom on you if you don't. It is a very excellent looking film. Yeah, I don't. Anyone that would, you know, it's one thing if the humor doesn't hit for you, but yeah. to watch the film and not be able to appreciate it from you know visual standpoint, the the art direction and production design, um, if you can't at least. Uh, get some joy out of that, then maybe try a different art form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same thing. Um, I'm pretty sure you will find it funny. Uh, 2020 humor is very different than 2003. Yeah. And the film has aged perfectly for 2020 humor. So uh, yeah, watch I'd it. Say so, yeah. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. Watch yeah. it. Watch it. 
All right. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on nine Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, it is on Everyone Netflix. Everyone has yeah. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Or you know someone who has nine Netflix. Nine fucking percent, man. Yeah. Like, like, come on. Fuck the haters. 